Hey everyone, this is Dr. Karen Bartuch, and you are listening to the Victorization Podcast. You will hear from breakthrough, badass women, and the occasional brave man doing big things in their business. This includes entrepreneurs, executives, comedians, corporate hippies, and more. They'll share their expertise and journeys to the top of their game so you'll learn a little something and be inspired. And of course, you'll hear from me. I served as a Chicago cop for 10 years and then worked my way up to the C-suite in business. I'm also a business professor and researcher. I love setting people in human behavior. I've spent a lot of time training myself and others on mindset and how to be mentally and physically ready because the bad guy is looking for a victim, not an opponent. The goal of this podcast is to arm you with knowledge and inspiration you need to be a worthy opponent and be victorious. Welcome to Victorization. Thanks for listening and please subscribe. Today's podcast features Jean Lavalle, founder and CEO of Women Entrepreneur Secrets of Success, also known as WESOS. Jean founded WESOS to create a networking group that she wanted to be a part of, one that values collaboration over competition. You'll love hearing her fresh perspective and more about how WESOS came to be and how you can become a member of this great organization. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel so honored that you asked me oh, to gosh, be part stop. of what no, you're no, doing. No, no, And I feel like when we met, we just clicked immediately. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. I feel the same way. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. kind of played off each other's energy. So I'm very excited to talk with you. So why don't you first tell me a little bit just about your background and you know, career and how you got to WESOS, because I know it's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, well, my career le leading up to, I would say probably when I turned 50, all my kids left for school. Yeah. How many kids? I have four kids, okay. four amazing kids. Yeah. And my last one went off to college and you're I, like, now I, what? <laughs> but I just, I, you know, I loved being a mom 25 years at home. Yeah, I just love, yeah. and I love kids. I love yeah. being around kids. So now this was a whole new feel for me. I did try to go and get a job. Sure. And before I had kids, I had a job working at an insurance agency in the city and I was doing really well. I mean, I yeah. was surprised like how fast I was moving up the ladder and then I got pregnant. Yeah. And I stayed home. Because um, it made more sense financially. Absolutely. Well, and of course you want to be with your kids. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and I did a lot of entrepreneurial things while I had my kids at sure. home. So, I mean, I took care of the neighborhood kids. I made clothes yeah. and sold them at little craft shows and things. So I always had the entrepreneurial heart. Yeah. I feel like it is in your DNA. Yes. Yeah, if you have it, it never goes away. It's an itch you can't scratch. Or, right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still trying. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and me as well. So I just decided to. So you're 50. Your I, kids 50, are off. My kids are gone. And I thought, well, look out world. Here I come. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. coming back now. And right. I'm right. Back. I couldn't get anybody to hire me at the age of 50. So I want to talk about this because this is fascinating. Yeah. And what what types of roles were you going after? A secretary. Really? And, and not only that, I looked for secretaries that, that they didn't need any. I mean, I'm pretty savvy with a computer. Right. But right. I knew that I wasn't going to be on par with people who are graduating with all the technological skills. So it basically was, hey, can you answer a phone? Yeah. And nobody would hire me. So I was getting really like my confidence level was in the tank. Just yeah, like, yeah. I how many reject? Yeah. And how were you trying to find a job? Were you looking on LinkedIn or? No, no. The way that I knew how to look for a job. So now we're going back eight years yeah. was to look in the one ads okay. and go to schlep over to the place yeah. and say, I'm here to fill out an application. And some places would be like, um, that's okay. I'm like, what do you mean? That's okay. <laughs> like, I can't just oh fill out gosh. the application. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's, I could see how people 
and I'm not just women, but people trying to find a job at an older age that have had can, any lapse in their career. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, obviously women come to mind for me because so many women do take off yeah. to be the liaison with the kids. At yeah. Home. Yeah. Which is a lot of work and That's no small feet and, you know, multitasking <laughs> and managing a lot of different things yeah. and skills you would think that are useful in the workplace. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And this, I would look at, and the majority of the people I interviewed with were men. Sure. And I would look at them and be like, you know what? I could run circles around you <laughs> and your office. I mean, right. Because as a mom. But you got to give me a chance. Yes, and... but you have to give me a chance. And you, and it can't matter to that you're looking at a 50-year-old woman rather than a 25-year-old yeah. you know, intern or something. So that was my experience trying to find a job. And sure. Then... Jobs that you were overqualified for to begin with. Absolutely. But you're like, oh, I need to start you know, entry start level. Someplace. Yeah, and, sure. And, you know, I'm not proud. So then what came up was service industry or retail. And okay. Like, nope too old for that. I don't yeah. want to be a barista. It's well, not, not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Well, not yeah. there's anything wrong with it, but at the age of 50 to be on my feet all day long right. or to have a boss yelling at me, we were just talking yeah. about, you know, I'm really an entrepreneur. I really don't want to have yeah, right, right. <laughs> a teenager yelling at me that I'm doing something wrong. But so those were the two options. I ended up getting into network marketing. Okay. What's um, that? So network marketing is, uh, I found a product that really worked for me okay. and I loved it. Um, so multi-level marketing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I went to work with this company. It was a very wonderful company. It was a great experience for sure. me, but that's where I was introduced to networking. Okay. So as a stay-at-home mom, you don't do a lot of networking unless right. it's with the moms in the neighborhood. And that's how MLMs work is... Yes. You have to you, bring people into you your must. network and then yes. they bring people into their network and then it grows from there. Everybody kept telling me, get yourself out there. And sure. I thought, what the hell does that mean? Right. I mean <laughs> Otherwise, you're having parties with your family members, <laughs> asking them to buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm out on my front porch right now. So I was, I was talking to somebody one day and they were like, you know, get yourself out there. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And if one more person says it to me, I'm going to lose right, my mind. Right. And she's like, go to meetup.com. I was like, oh, okay. So I went to meetup.com. I looked at a few things, found some BNIs, found some places to network that okay. were interesting. I very quickly understood that network marketers were not really BNI material. A lot of people will deny that, but... What's BNI? Business Network International. Okay, okay. So you pay to go and you sit with maybe 10 other people and you your job is to bring leads to everybody. Okay, I've not even heard of this. Okay, yes, cool. Yeah, yeah. so... BNI. You know, there's all kinds of, you know, exclusive networking groups where yeah, you, know, you have to pay for, but you also have to, you're the only insurance person in the room and you're the only, oh, interesting. Um, you're only realtor in the room. You're, you know, there's nobody to compete with. Okay. So I quickly realized that that was not for me. Then I started going to some of the bigger groups and realized that I liked the women's only groups because I'm used to being around only women. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of the women's groups got very catty and very <laughs> shocking. Um, very, yes, yeah. it was astounding to me that or like at, the look up and down. Yes, yeah. at the age of fifty, I'm like, ladies, I'm not in junior high anymore. Yeah. you know, we need to move beyond this as women, right. or we're never going to get anywhere. Right. So, but I did find one group, and it was called Women's Entrepreneurs Secrets of Success, and this was back in 2010. Okay. And it was just a small group of women. There's probably maybe 150 people that were in this meetup group. Okay. And it was just women sitting around the table. I remember the first time the leader asked me, tell us what it is that you do and what your passion is. And yeah. I thought I was going to start crying because <laughs> I was like, oh, the spotlight. Has anybody ever asked you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, but to be seen. You know, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Seen. Suddenly there were eight women or 10 women sitting at the 
this table that were all looking at me. Okay, what's your answer? Yeah. And I really felt myself shrinking. I felt myself not wanting to say anything, but I got a lot of support and I got a lot of resources from these ladies just in that hour and a half that I sat there. Yeah. So, so did you have some profound answer or did you just expose your vulnerability? And Well, at the time I was still in business mode. And okay. I call that business mode where it was like, I'm a professional. Right, right, This right. is how I yeah. conduct myself. I later figured out that it's a lot more comfortable for me to say, wow, I'm really uncomfortable and I feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah, yeah. So that everybody kind of knows where my head is at. Yeah. Instead of trying to be something that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, that group could have helped shape what your message is. And yeah, well, it did. And I was in the midst. So fast forward to 2012, they maybe had another three or four meetings that I attended. It wasn't super active group. And uh, what Meetup does is when an organizer steps down from organizing their group, they send out to everybody who's a member of that group that the group is going to close if somebody else doesn't. Yeah, I've seen that. Organizer. Okay. Okay. So I'm sitting in my office uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my home and I get this email from Meetup that says, if you want to save this group, it needs a new organizer. And there was a little button that said, click here for more information. <laughs> So I clicked that button to get more information. Oh, my gosh. And the very next page said, congratulations, you're the new leader for Women's Entrepreneur Secrets of Success. And I don't believe in coincidences or I don't believe yeah. in things just happening. I was like, you know, I just kind of threw up my hands and, you know, look to the universe and say, OK, how hard can it be to get a bunch of women together and have coffee once a month? Yeah. That's kind of sneaky, but genius yeah. by meetup. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> and I almost clicked one. I'm sort of glad that I did it now knowing this information. <laughs> yeah. There's a way for you to get out of it. Of and course. I yeah, found yeah. out later because I have a lot of connections with meetup now. And um, actually the CEO, the former CEO that started meetup is went to my high school in home with Flossmore. Okay. So I had a conversation with him. He's like, yeah, that was our strategy. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Like, Cause if you looked close and you read the fine print, you'd be like, you don't oh, really yeah, have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. this. But anyway, I started putting up my own parameters around the group. Okay. We wouldn't be catty, that we would be kind to each other, that we would share resources, that we would support each other and allow other people to support you. Because as women, we know that it's yeah. very hard to ask for help. Yeah. And uh, so you actually put out there the word caddy and... Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because that I'm, is sort of the stereotype of women in business mm -hmm. towards each other and even just in the workplace is that I think women get that rap. It's just not yeah. allowed. It's And it's amazing to me that we make the rule that it's not allowed and it almost is a relief to women. Yeah. They don't have to be that person anymore. We also yeah. don't allow selling on one-on-ones. Okay. So a one-on-one -on -one for WeSos might look a little bit different than other networking groups because... You're there. Yes, obviously we're entrepreneurs. I tell the ladies, I'm like, you can't talk about yourself if you're an entrepreneur without talking about your business. Yeah. And if you want to get to know somebody, it's really getting to know who they are, not about their products, not about their services. You want to get to know actually who they are. Yeah. And I love the one-on-one -on -one concept because I always did that anyway, but I think people thought maybe I was weird. Like, why am I asking them to go to lunch with no real purpose or selling? It's just because I really just want to get to know you. I think you're interesting and want to learn more about you. And that was really it. So I like that you guys put that up front for people to have the one-on-ones. Well, and it was born because I was getting tired of being sold to. Yeah. And then of course, because I was tired of being sold to, 
I wanted to sell back. And then, yeah, yeah. then I would leave the meeting feeling smarmy. Yeah. Like, oh, I really wanted to kind of know where, you know, this one girl I'm, I'm thinking in my head, you know, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to find out why she was here from Spain. She was, you know, living yeah. in the United States from Spain and we never got to it because she was too busy trying to recruit me. Yeah. So I just think that we have to get to that point where the authentic relationship. Yeah, genuine through. connection. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you take over the group, you put these parameters in. And this is 2000? 2000... 2012. So okay. we started to take off in 2012. I did have a gal that decided to be a co-organizer with me. We came up with the intention. And I think the intention really is what sets the stage for the culture of Wesos. And before every one of our meetings, every one of our leaders, it's kind of a little bit of a meditation, but not really, goes into our Wesos meditation, our Wesos intention. And our intention is we are a thriving group of women entrepreneurs committed to cultivating authentic relationships while providing ongoing mutual support and resources for growing our businesses. Word for word, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she, read, she did that word for word. I have it written down. That's amazing. But that, I mean, that I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it really is. I want everybody to stop and remember why they're there. It's not just to pass a business card. It's actually to have a, a good time. Yeah. And B, to create some relationships. And I have to even catch myself with the business cards because I come from a mm -hmm. big four consulting firm and I would literally be passing out business cards at family parties. So <laughs> I have to like check myself and it's more out of habit and that I want, I do want to make the connection, but I just becomes transactional, even if you do have good intentions. So right. I like that you guys put it up front. Right. Yeah. So fast forward, probably after about a year, the ladies started to call each other Wesos. They would call Women's Entrepreneur Secrets of Success Wesos. Yeah. And here's me. I'm like, what is that? Like, You're like, oh. <laughs> it's a lot easier to say, Jean, you know. So I had that kind of relationship. And that was fine with me. But I kind of had a reaction when the ladies started to call each other sisters. Okay. Because to me, I have three daughters. Okay. And I knew a little bit about the sorority scene at yeah, colleges yeah. and how exclusive they can be. Okay. And how judgmental they can be. And sisters, I was kind of like, I know, let's not use that term. And there was no way I could stop it, Karen. Yeah. It was just, and I always say Wesos took on a life of her own. Okay. And I see myself as kind of both Denise, my business partner, and I as the guardians of Wesos, sure. making sure the culture stays what it is, making sure that we don't go off track, making sure it doesn't become somehow catty or exclusive. Yeah, but I like that you kind of let the market drive it too, because it, it should be driven by the consumers and the folks that well, there's are... there's nothing yeah. you could do. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing I mean, well, it wasn't that... that I, yeah, I, I, had there, no was no, there was no strategy involved. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you could you could make it look that way now. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I thought about it this yeah. way. No, I actually didn't. But I started noticing around 2015 is that a lot of the ladies were taking my name, which I considered it my name because yeah. I had been running this group for so long and paying for the meetup and all that and saying, oh, we're having a WeSos movie night or we're having a WeSos yeah. this or like, WeSos that. Fight it? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not WeSos. So I wasn't very business savvy. I thought that if I incorporated, people couldn't use my name. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had a lot to learn. So I incorporated in 2015 and turns out that there are some rules that the government has around incorporation <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't aware of. You know, things like paying taxes, even if you're not making any money, you right, want to right, see that right. you're not making it, things like that. It got to be a very daunting task to run this. At this point, we probably had about um, 2,500 members. Okay. That's a lot. 
just yeah. in Chicago, Illinois? Or um, Yes, we were mostly just in Chicago. Okay. If there were people that were satellites that weren't called themselves Weasel Sisters, it was somebody who moved away. Okay. And it just, it got very overwhelming to me. I was starting to really feel like I was in over my head. The business skills weren't there. And I since figured out or since heard from many people is that there's many people that make up the entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I had this great idea that we're all going to get along in the culture of Wesos and all that stuff. But the business side of it was something that I really struggled with. So in 2016, where I was really at the end of my rope, a woman by the name of Denise Schmidt <laughs> came to... Hi, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> She's Denise. awesome, yeah. <laughs> I came, walked into a WESOS meeting, and it basically was what she'll tell the story to get someone off her back because someone kept saying to her, you've got to go to WESOS. You've got to yeah, go yeah, to WESOS. Yeah. And so she came, and one of the things that she likes to say, and probably she'll be on your podcast someday... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, is, are all the women here on Prozac? Because she couldn't believe that everybody, she said, oh, they're putting Prozac in the water here. Yeah. It's like all these ladies and are Denise getting is very blunt, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so she was, she's decided to come back because yeah. she was like, this can't be real. And yeah. realized that it was real. And her and I had a one-on-one. And one of the first things she said to me is, how can I help you? And I said, well, I really would like to organize this and have an online community. And I knew I had to learn WordPress in order for the scalability because it couldn't be just one of these little do-it-yourself sites. At the time, this was, you know, 2015. I apologize if it's gotten a lot better. (laughs) Um, Anyway, her word to me was our very first one-on-one. I can help you with that. I've done that. I know how to do it. And I said, oh, my gosh, would you meet with me once a month and just help me to scale this? And she said, absolutely. Well, by the third month that we met, you knew that it was meant to be. And the third month, well, I sat down. It was at Francesca's in Bolingbrook, okay. Bolingbrook, Bolingbrook, and it was eleven thirty in the morning. And I just plopped myself in the booth next to her, and I had been crying. My husband was asking me, "Why are you torturing yourself right. with this business?" And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs out there can agree that you, sometimes you think, "Why am I doing this?" And um, I told her, I I can't take it anymore. I just can't. And she said, well, I don't think you realize what a unique business model you have. And I'm like, hmm. And it's okay to ask for help. And (laughs) I said to her, I said, oh, really? You know, is this something that you want to buy? And she goes, what would you sell it for? And at that moment, I was like, okay, I don't know very much about business, but I'm pretty sure we're negotiating. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I ordered a glass of wine. Don't yeah. judge me. It was 1130 in the morning, but I, I <laughs> That's was all right. Like, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so her and I put the paperwork in order. And by um, the January 2017, I had my COO. Awesome. Which was amazing. And we really just started to go to town. God bless her soul. She has put up with so much of my good ideas. We joke that I'll say, OK, I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to listen to me for a minute. <laughs> And so I told her, I go, I like to just open up. She's a genius, by the way. I want to open up your head, put all these ideas inside and stir it up and then go away and let it simmer and see what you come up with. Well, I think so. I teach an innovation class to graduate students. And one of the things that we talk about when it comes to innovation is that it's two parts. It's idea generation you and idea implementation who's Denise and it really does take two people because those skills don't often reside in the same person I'm absolutely the idea fairy but I'm not necessarily the one that's going to go implement the thousand ideas that I have so right. it was says the woman who has all this yeah. equipment. <laughs> oh I had help I had help um so I I think that 
you guys make a good pair of the yin and the yang when it comes to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And what is so always so interesting to her and I is that we're usually thinking the same thing, but we've gotten the path to the, that thought. Yeah. Is completely different. Okay. But we do agree. I, we agree 98% of the time. And was she looking for something at that time or it just sort of happened that way? I would say that's probably the furthest thing from her mind that she would be running. <laughs> and that's how it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Her and I clicked immediately, just like you and yeah. I clicked immediately. And she worked. She was in the, the male space forever. She wasn't a big fan of women's groups because they don't, always did have that kind of catty era air about them. You did say that the first time we met. And that's not the only reason we clicked one of the reasons, but that, you know, you would go to these events and kind of get the look up and down or kind of the stink eye or, you know, feel like you have to prove yourself with your elevator pitch within 10 seconds of meeting somebody. And that's just not a fun place to be. No. And I, I was really, again, wanted to say to the ladies, I'm like, I'm not in junior high anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't understand. That's one of the biggest things that when we train our leaders for WESO, it's one of the biggest things we say is you have to welcome every woman who comes. I don't care if you like them or not. And not everybody clicks with everybody. Right. And that's okay. But you have to respect everybody. Right. You have to respect other people's opinions. And just because I have a different opinion than you doesn't mean I'm wrong and you're right. It just means we have a difference of opinion. And I've been to your events and I will say that that's absolutely true. And 100% you're the one driving that. Not that everybody else isn't too, but I see you actually leading from the front doing that, which is cool. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be that one of the things that's very disheartening to me is that a lot of women say that they're for women's empowerment or that they're for, they advocate they're a feminist, but they don't like that kind of woman. Yeah. Like, but, but she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very confused by that whole statement. It's like, I am for women 100%, but if you believe this... I'm not for you. Yeah. And you don't have to like everybody again, but you do have to respect other people's journeys. Yeah. And other people have a different journey than the person sitting next to them. You and I have a completely different journey. Yeah. And you have to respect that. I don't have to be your friend and we don't always click, but you have to appreciate that people are allowed their opinion, just like you're allowed your opinion. Yeah. And I always take it as a learning opportunity to learn mm -hmm. more about something I may not have known a lot about. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I tell the ladies about one-on-ones. Get curious about the woman sitting across from you. Don't be so quick to judge. Don't be so quick to... I've sat with many women that we've had completely different opinions. And that's fine. We're not going to be best friends. But to listen and to learn is so important. And isn't that ultimately what an open mind is? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the model of WESOS and how it works today. Okay, so... When I first started WESOS, I had no intention of this being a group that was going to be a unique business model or this was going to be my job someday or yeah, anything right. like that. Like I said, it took on a life of its own. And wait, did the original organizer ever come back to you or are they sort of out of the picture? They're out of the picture. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Because you In can't fact, come back now, now that it's successful well, and be like, hey, we want this Well, group. I had to have her sign off on the name. Oh, I had to have her sign, you know, because of all that stuff. Okay. But no, she never has. She's very successful in her business. I see her every once oh, in good. a while on social media. So that's a good story. Yeah. 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 No. And she's a very successful entrepreneur, which says something. Yeah. Ideally, women come to Wesos and they get this boost of confidence and start to realize that their idea could be viable. You know, yeah. obviously, I'm the perfect example. Of, <laughs> Gee, maybe this could actually work. Oh, I started to say this was not a business model that I wanted to start. It was just where I wanted a network. 
I wanted a network someplace where there wasn't a cattiness, where there it was expected for you to be supportive and to share resources. You know, so much of the time people come from a scarcity mentality yes. rather than the abundance mentality of, you know, there's plenty, plenty of people who need a massage. You know, it doesn't <laughs> have to be, look, we're fighting about it or you can't come in the room because of this. And just because someone's getting something doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't get something. So I love the abundance mentality. So I took that on just a few years ago after reading some books. And it's amazing how it changes the opportunities that come your way and just your overall happiness. So I, I love that abundance yeah. mentality. Well, at the time that I started with setting up these parameters and things, I was heavily immersed in the go-giver. Okay. So I'm not you, familiar. No, no, no. Ooh, you I'll should read the go-giver. Yeah. 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 Uh, very good. Well, it comes from the idea that the more you give, the more you get. Yeah. I love and that. And I say very often in some of the meetings that we have is if you knew that whatever you gave and you really did believe that you were going to get it back tenfold, we should spend our entire lives giving because then you're going to be selfishly. Because yeah, it's right, going to come right, back yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I give to you one thing today, but I'm going to get 10 things from the universe in the next month or something, why wouldn't I find 10 of you today yeah. to give to? And it, guess what? It makes you feel good too. Yeah. Absolutely. Even my daughter's you know, teenager, she's like, I'd much rather give out gifts than get gifts, which I'm so glad that she thinks that way. And I think it's true. The more you give, the more you get back. And I think one of the worst things about, I'm going to say women, but I hate to, I, you write, I, generalize. I, like, yeah, I yeah. like to say feminine energy. Yeah. I think that the feminine energy is much more less apt to accept, to be open to receiving. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. as you'll see, a lot of women are, they want to give, they want to give, they want, no, you don't need to do anything for me. I want to give, I want to give, I want to, no, you need to fill up your cup. So if someone is offering you help or offering you support, take it and just know that if you feel obligated to reciprocate, that's in you. You know, unless that person says, well, if I do this for you, then right, you owe right, me right. that. I think we all have to be open to the idea of it's okay for someone else to help us. It's okay for somebody to give us a hand, which is really the ultimately the overarching idea of WESOS is that you came to Wesos. You were able to get all this confidence from Wesos. Now you're doing well and your business is doing well. Now you turn around and you help the lady behind you. I think that that's such a key part of Wesos. And I do see some women come and they get all their confidence from Wesos and then they want to use the community to sell to them or they want yeah. to use the community. It's like, it's not going to work for you. It's got to be, I want to come back and help and support yeah. So I think when people think about women, they don't necessarily associate with entrepreneurship. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that, the types of businesses you've seen come through and really just the desire for women to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. What I see a lot of the time is women who say, well, can I come to your group if I'm just got an idea? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, yes, of course. Everybody is welcome here. Everybody has a little bit of entrepreneur in them. Yeah. I've seen so many women. One of the things that I talk about all the time is I see so many women that are on the starting line and they're ready, but oh. What's stopping you? What's stopping? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I feel like so much of the times that Wiesos has her fingerprints all over my back, just <laughs> pushing me into this. Right, right. I really feel like there was a lot that I just didn't have a choice in. But there's lots of women that, well, I should get into public speaking. We'll just do it. I mean, right. if you're a Wiesos sister, if you're part of our directory, you can speak at your chapter anytime. Just and what and what do you your... think the holdup is? Why do you think they're like sort of there, but not afraid getting of being seen? Okay. Interesting. I honestly believe that so many women are afraid of being seen. They're afraid of that person, that caddy person that's going to judge them. Yeah. Yeah. What is she wearing? 
Yeah. What, did she really just say that? And, you know, I tell everybody all the time, let your freak flag fly. <laughs> you did say that. Yeah. So <laughs> I put that on social media and I got quite the response on that, which I love that you got up at a banquet room full of, you know, hundreds of people and said that. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? I think it's, it's a really important message for women. It's like what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. You know, if I told you right now, I love your sweater, which by the way, I do yeah. love your sweater. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your sweater. It has everything to do with me and my opinion of your sweater. Yeah. So, yes, that makes you feel good that somebody appreciates that we have the same taste. Right. But at the end of the day, everybody's just got to be different and be you. Yes. I stopped giving a fuck a long time ago about what people (laughs) think about me. And the second I did, it was liberating. Yes. And of course, it's a work in progress and all of that. But I used to be deathly afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was the judgment and it has to be perfect and all of this. And finally, I got up and it just was myself. And whether you like me or don't like me, and I'm sure there's both camps, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I like me. Well, I have four sisters I had to think about for a second. I have four sisters. <laughs> and I finally said to one of them, you know, because sisters fight. Yeah. I said, if my mere presence and my breathing is bothering you, <laughs> I can't do anything yeah, about that. That's you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. you. So I'm not going to stop breathing to make you happy oh or I'm not going to change who I am. That's one of my favorite things to hear from other people is like, well, I want her to change. Oh, that's not yeah, happening. Good luck with that. Yeah, I've been working on my husband for 21 years. And it yeah. will not happen. And then you're going to one day you're going to turn, you know, 55 years old and be like, oh, you know what? He's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm at that point. But yeah. it's funny that you say that about they're afraid to be seen because I've done some research. And the thing that I hear about women in business is that the biggest challenge they face is that they're not being seen. So it's this interesting like tug of war that they're not being seen, but they want to be seen. So they want to be seen in the light that they want to be seen. Okay, in. good I think, point. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, that is really, you know, you have to show up as who you are. Right. And I have personal experience with this because when I love the workplace in the early 80s. What I like to tell people is there's two feminists and I'm going out on a limb here. I'm letting the freak flag fly right now. But I feel like there's been two feminism movements in the 80s, that late 70s and 80s, which I lived through. Women were coming into the workplace and they were taking over and they were taking names and, you know, yeah, really. Because they had to. Well, because they could. But what did they do? They took on the masculine energy. Yeah. So everybody went out and got their suit. Everybody was all gussied up like a man. Remember the big shoulder pants? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If I never wear a pantsuit again, it would be too soon. And then suddenly the women who were working were better than the women who were the stay-at-home mom. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I feel that energy sometimes too. And I I don't believe it, but I do feel like people think that for whatever reason. Oh, you're staying home with your children? Are you stupid? Yeah. You know, or, oh, you're going to get a job that you don't love your children? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Right. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yes. And there's two different camps. What I feel like is coming up, and I think that the millennial generation has a lot to do with it, is like, the man can stay home. The woman can stay home. You know, we can choose to have two incomes or we can choose not to have two incomes. Right. It's all so very personal and that's okay. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'll respect what you want to do, but I'll also do what I want to do. Right. And it's not the same thing. And please don't be offended that I'm not choosing your way of life. Right. So you were on the talk about two different types of feminists. So we've got the 80s with the shoulder pads. Yes. And yeah. Working this is, girl, yeah. Melanie Griffith. <laughs> so I feel like this is the true feminist movement of let me be there for you. 
I always have this vision, and again, let my freak flag fly. I have a vision of the Western woman linking arms and changing the world and really making a difference because let's face it, ladies. Bumps, by the way. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, you know, if I can quote the Dalai Lama, <laughs> the Western woman will save the world. Interesting. From the Dalai Lama himself. Okay. So that's something that drives me. And a lot of people get goosebumps when I talk about that because the way that I see it is I watched all the ladies when I was at home and they were making it happen. And it was multitasking and going and doing and being and seeing and doing all these things for their communities. What if we just did that and made it into businesses? But we were still all cooperating and collaborating and working together instead of worried about why did she wear a dress to this? Why did she wear heels to this? Why is her hair a mess? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're hurting someone else. That's that's why I've come to like, do whatever you want to do. Just don't hurt other people. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind to others. Yeah. I like that. So Talk a little bit about the let your freak flag fly, because I, I can't even say it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten better at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it's a tongue twister. But I love that message. And I love that you're so bold about it. And I did take your quote and put it on social media. And I had some people send me a message. Well, I'd like to like that, but I don't think that my work would uh, would like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'd hate to be in that prison. Oh, of, gosh. Yeah, worrying about my company, what I'm liking on social media. But. Yeah, well, I see it as something super positive. It basically says, be yourself. Yeah. Be who you are and let everybody know about it. That's your value. That's your superpower. That's your value. That's your superpower. When I was growing up, no one would have ever put a pride flag out in the 70s and 80s. Sure. Because of what the community would think. But now it's like, and I'm not calling that a freak flag in any way, but everybody has a flag. Everybody yeah. has a way that they want to, to live their life. Themselves. Yes, to yeah. celebrate themselves. Yes, yes, absolutely. And if you're not willing to be an advocate for yourself, who will be? Right. And who will even know? I mean, what Wesos has taught me more than anything is that many times I had that voice in the back of my head that's like, who do you think you are telling all these women that they have to get along and they can't sell to each other? And it was just that negative self-talk. Sure. That, and then finally, Imposter. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and finally I just said, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's my group and these are my rules. And if you want to be part of it and look at all the women that it resonates with. Yeah. That's there was clearly a gap. Yes. And a need for it in the market. I agree. Yeah. So the next feminist movement, the yeah. next feminist movement is truly, I don't like to say empowering women because a lot of people say, well, I empower women. No, you don't. You can empower women. You can give women the tools that they can use to empower themselves. But I can't say, Karen, you're empowered. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. If only it were that easy. If only it were that easy is exactly right. So do you consider yourself a feminist? I do consider myself a feminist. But again, I'm going to go back to a true feminist because I will listen to, I might think you're batshit crazy, but I'll listen to what your ideas are and what you're thinking, but it doesn't mean that it's going to change my mind or maybe it will change my mind. Sure. But you'll never know if someone can change your mind unless you're willing to listen to them. Yeah. So as far as WESOS, what themes or common struggles or help, areas of help have you seen that the women need as far as entrepreneurship, other than the start, you know, getting the starting line going? I think it really is. It's so hard to know what you don't know. Yeah. And I think talking to other women, I think... You know, said so this happened. This helped my business, or this helped my business. And that's where the sharing of the resources is. Yeah, and it's all types of businesses. I mean, all types like of real businesses. Estate, attorneys. Mm-hmm. We've got brick and mortar. We've got natural health professionals. We've got MDs. 
We've got a gal who owns her own car dealership, and all the ladies love to go to her because she'll take the time to explain everything. Oh, I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. good, yeah, smart on yes, her part. Yeah. Yes, yes. And she's she could fill a niche there. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got attorneys, and I don't know if we mentioned this, but it's not exclusive. So you can go to a WESOS meeting, and if you're an, an attorney, there could be four other attorneys there. Yeah. Which again goes back to let your freak flag fly because. Just because you're an attorney doesn't mean you're the same as this woman who's an right. attorney too. And come from that place of abundance and yes. competition and scarcity. Yes, yeah. because I might not click with every attorney in the room and there might be one that really speaks to me. Yeah. And that's really at the end of the day what it is. I always ask the ladies, I'm like, how good are you? If you can't sit next to another right. Yeah, realtor. that's a good point. That, yeah. that might be speaking to your own insecurities if that makes you that worried or concerned. Right, yeah. Right. So the culture, we've talked a lot about the culture, but... It's something that you've built from the beginning with intention. So how do you maintain it? Because it is becoming its own living, breathing thing. And how many members are you up to now? Over 5,000. Yeah. I haven't I checked mean, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Kudos. Congratulations. Thank but you. How do you maintain that culture with such a large organization and continuing to grow? Good question. <laughs> because it's, I'm watching how Wesos is morphing. And again, I really feel like I'm here just to try and keep it on track. The culture is the most important thing. Yeah. So the culture comes from training our leaders, keeping our leaders close. I like to call our leaders the inner circle. So if I can create in their heart or create in their minds the intention and how important the intention is yeah. and the one-on-one -on -one and how important the one-on-ones are, I'd like to keep it as simple as possible. So when I send my leaders out to each one of their communities, so they're creating these communities within this whole overview of the WESOS community, they have in their heart and their mind the same things that are in mine and Denise's heart and mind of, yes, we need to keep this very business-like because we start with this common thread of entrepreneurs and we're here to grow our businesses. But now we also need the heart of the support and sharing and abundance mentality. Yeah. And I do love what you're doing because I feel like the timing is so perfect just because entrepreneurship obviously has become more in vogue, you know, in the last couple of years. But from the research that I do, women are only getting you know, a small percent of the venture capital that's out there. They still represent a small percentage of startups. And so what you're doing helps bring that out and then also helps elevate the ones that are doing it because they might reach a certain level and then they go to the next level. So I, I love that. And so can you talk a little bit about the leaders? Because that is how your model works and how one can become a leader or even get more involved in WESOS in their community if it's outside of Illinois, let's say. Well, if you're outside of Illinois, you can go to WESOSnetwork.com mm -hmm. and find out a little bit more about us there and the possibility of starting your own chapter. The main talent that our all of our leaders have is that they have a giving heart and they understand that leadership, our leaders lead from behind. So they're not there to tell their members what to do, but to right. create a sense of community. Okay. And that's one of the things that I've really done a deep dive into what a community means and how a community runs. So that's why when you walk into a WESOS meeting, the leader will always start with the intention. Yeah. The leader will always have, most of the time, have a presenter. And we get that the presenter from our pool of members. Okay. So you have an opportunity to speak. We have many women who started speaking at WESOS and were terrified, me being one of them, and now do a lot of public speaking. Okay. And know that they got their roots with WESOS. Well, that's good practice in a safe environment where people are going to give good feedback and... Well, that's one of the things I tell everybody. If this is the safest environment for a woman to come out and be seen. Sure. And a lot of women are very nervous just even getting up and doing their 30-second pitch. Okay. Because 
they're just not used to doing that and they get so much encouragement and yeah. it, it just really warms my heart to see women that I'll call out Stacy Montgomery who does uh, curriculums for schools for children to find their superpowers. I was sitting in the room when she said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about so it was concept. Yes. Okay. And she, you know, she was, had her own stationery and she had her own, she's a very talented artist, but she said, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to help children find their superpower. I believe her son was bullied. So every okay. entrepreneur has, yeah, has, some, their, yeah. has their story. She's so successful now. She's getting into all these schools. And I, to me, when I see a success story like that, I know yeah. that this model can work. That's amazing. I love it. So you said giving heart, and that's not something you hear every day in business. So when you started out doing this, did you get pushback from other people <gasps> who were like, oh, that doesn't, like, what is she talking about? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know. And again, I didn't, it was almost better that you <laughs> I didn't even think about it working, right, right. you know, I You're like, this is me. And yes, yeah. this is where I want women to be able to come. And I want women to be seen and heard. One of the things that I tell everybody all the time. So this last election was a very divisive election. And the day after the election, so we had a meeting on a Wednesday, we had women from both sides of the aisle come to a WESOS meeting because that's where they would feel safe. Okay. And even though not everybody was agreeing and not everybody was okay with how the election went, there were people who were okay with it and we were still a community and we were still this community of women supporting women and everybody talked, well, there were some people who were doing shots, you know, <laughs> at 11 o'clock in the morning, but there were many people who were crying, but it was everybody let everybody have their space. Yeah. And it was a safe space. And to me, when I watched that happen, I was like, okay, this is really something. Yeah. Yeah. And I like being able to come together two different sides and have an intelligent discussion. Absolutely. Whether you agree or not, it doesn't really matter, but at least you could come together and talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just that giving heart, you don't hear that message a lot. So yeah. I could have just imagined people are like, what is she talking about? I had many people say, Jean, you're not that unique. You think you're so unique. So then I started doing my own little polling. Like, why do you keep coming back to Wesos? Right. Why do you keep coming back? Because we had a lot of professionals that were coming back. And they said, it's really true networking because you always meet somebody new. It's not That's a good point. going yeah. to the same 10 people and handing out business cards. And this is somebody I met that might need you to paint their house. Right. And then you have to still do the cold call. If I'm actually sitting next to someone at a meeting and they get to know me. You know, we always say people know, like, and trust. That's who you buy from. Right. So to have the people actually come, it's good for the people who can come. Yeah, I was going to say that because sometimes if everybody already knows each other and then you're the newbie, it's like, ugh. Yeah, but that's never allowed. Right. The newbies at a Wesos meeting, are we clap for them. Yeah. We're very excited that they're yes, there. If you're new, you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new, please stand up. So we're very much in support of meeting new people all the time. Yeah. Great. So lastly, any favorite books on leadership, thoughts on leadership and entrepreneurship? I like The Go-Giver. I'm going to read that one. I haven't read that one. Um, that's a big one for me. There was another one that I read on, um, I can't remember the name of it, but entrepreneurship uh, that talked a little bit about how it's great to be the idea person, mm -hmm. but you're going to need to find that person that is the yeah, business yeah. person <laughs> that is going to keep their eye on the railroad track while, you know, while you're careening through the canyon. Yeah. And the universe brought you, Denise. <laughs> yes. And the universe brought me to Denise for sure. But I will say that read The Go-Giver because yeah. that's something that really resonated with me. You talk about a giving heart yeah, and how it's not talked about in business at all. It should be. Yeah, I and agree. It should be because... And usually businesses that embrace that do well financially and mm -hmm. performance wise. Mm -hmm. I always look at Southwest. Those people I, always that's look what like I they're having of. a good time. 
the fun loving attitude, a servant's heart. I think mm-hmm. that's their mission. And mm-hmm. I always think about them too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I know I don't fly any other airline unless okay. I absolutely have to. Because I do like I like the ease of it. I like they're happy to be there. They're happy to be there most they of the pass time. That on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So what's next for Jean Lavalle in 2020 and for Wesos? Well, Karen and I talked a little bit before we started. So I, I did <laughs> we can't talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I talked a little bit about moving into the LinkedIn area. Yeah. Because I do think that that's where the women entrepreneurs, if you're not there, you should be there. Uh, and it has great organic <laughs> impressions. Yes. Like Facebook of 2008, 2010. Yes. 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 Where you don't have to pay for it. So I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do enjoy making the connections that I make. I will say that I am so embedded in the WESOS culture now, though, that anybody who sends me a request to connect and they start with their pitch, I ignore it. Okay. (laughs) I actually told a gal that the other day. She kept sending me a message and sending me a message like, you know, we need to talk. We need to talk. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And I was like, I finally wrote her back. I'm like, you know, I normally don't respond to these, but since you're so tenacious, yeah, I want to let you know I never connect with anybody who starts with the pitch. Yeah. I also don't connect with anybody who sends me a link to their calendar. Oh, that, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you said, yeah. I just, I, you know what? And a lot of people do business that way, but I don't know you. So for right. me to go out of my way to go and make an appointment with you. That's awfully ambitious. I'm yes. Like, yeah. Like yes. I'm going to make the appointment for you to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got five minutes to decide maybe next Tuesday we could have a cup of coffee, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So LinkedIn and so continue uh, to grow. Continue to grow. Really pushing forward the concept of women supporting women. That's one of our hashtags is women supporting women. I think it's so important that if you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to be seen to allow yourself to be seen, don't be afraid to be seen. You know, one of the other things that we were going to talk about was to, I always tell everybody, pull up your big girl panties. Oh yeah. I forgot about the pal. Can I forget the panties? (laughs) I was so sad. I missed that at the holiday party. (laughs) They actually give Uh, out a big girl panty award for the listeners. Yeah. They actually have giant panties, which I don't want to know where you get those, but yeah, they're ginormous (laughs) panties, satin panties. Uh, Well, I will have to say that was pull up your big girl pants was something I've been told. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tell my kids all the time, even my son. You know, it is a the uh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But Denise came up with the award. She Hilarious. Said, what, you always say that. Why don't we have an award? And it has been really something that really gets the ladies talking. Yeah. Because one of the things that there's two sides to the one on one. If someone is coming to you, Karen, and they're sitting with you and they're selling to you, how would you handle something like that? Tune out, I guess. Tune out, yeah. sit there, listen yeah. to it. But what I tell the ladies is that if you're a big girl... Yeah. And you'd let that person know Push back. this is, I'd like to get to know you. Yeah. I'd like to understand you. This is really what a one-on-one is to explain. I said, throw me under the bus, throw Denise under the bus, tell them, you know what? Denise and Jean would be really mad, <laughs> you know, but if they still continue, then we want to know about it because we've had people come very close to being thrown out of WESOS really? because okay. they just can't help themselves and they're selling and they're watch my video and go to my website and no. No, yeah. that's selling. And I ask all the ladies all the time, like, how many people here like to be sold to? Not yeah. a single hand goes up. How many people in this room know when they're being sold to? Yeah. Every hand in the room goes up. I mean, just don't do it. Yeah. 
give, 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 then you mm-hmm. can potentially make the ask. Absolutely. For a sale. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, if you're explaining to somebody, if I'm explaining to you about my group and but and it sounds like something that maybe you might want to do, you're gonna investigate that yourself. Right. And it's a better qualified lead at that point anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so they would come to me, they would sit and listen to someone sell to them for an hour, and then they would come to me and complain to me. Oh. And so then I ask them, a big word for me is personal responsibility. And I say to them, how did you participate? Was any of this your fault? Yeah. No, she was selling to me. <laughs> okay. But no. did you enable them? Yeah. You, you allowed it to happen. You allowed it to happen. Interestingly enough, Karen, there's a group in Colorado that's men and women that do the same thing. So I wanted to ask in the group. So each one of the ladies answered, I'll sit there and listen to it. And then I'll let the leader know later that somebody was selling on the one-on-one. Yeah. And the men all said, I redirect the conversation. I just redirect the conversation yeah. to something else because that's not over there to listen to. So again, I don't want to do men and women, but the female energy is more inclined to not be confrontational. Right. To, so that's where the big girl panties comes up. It's like, <laughs> you know what? Just admit to yourself that you're participating somehow. Yeah. My daughter, and I hope she doesn't mind if I <laughs> use this story. Well, you have three, so she might not know which one. <laughs> she'll definitely know it was her. Because she said, Mom, the boys chase me all during recess. They just keep chasing me. I'm like, well, stop running. Yeah. I mean, they can't chase a person who's standing still, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so don't participate. Just don't participate. And if you don't like people gossiping about you, then don't gossip about other people. And if you don't like it when other people are mean to you, then don't be mean to other people. Yeah. So I led a breakfast group for women and that happened where something would happen in the room. And then they would call me after and it would drive me bananas Mm -hmm. because you're professional women. You have Mm -hmm. running large businesses and you've got to come to me afterwards because you didn't like something that happened in this room. So I should have enacted the big girl panties. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you have three daughters and you have four sisters, the big girl panties is something that it's like, stop whining. Yeah. Do something about it. You're a big girl. Take action. Yeah. I like that. So you actually mentioned one thing. So are men allowed to be involved in WESOS? It's a very interesting conversation. Our chapter meetings, no. No. But we're having our first cruise in um, November 2020. Okay. And men will be there. Now we will have meetings that just the women are invited to, but men will be present. And I have to tell you that, again, I'll go back to feminine and masculine energy because we have many transgender Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Men, they come to WESOS. Okay. But they understand the feminine energy. Yeah. And I think that that's really what comes down to when you get a masculine man in the room with a bunch of women, it kind of becomes goofy again. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you can't control any of that. And we'll see where WESOS goes. And a lot of people talk about MISOS. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's a good idea for women, why yeah. not for men? Yeah. But I think men are much more transactional. And I think sometimes we kid ourselves that there's no difference between men and women. I have said forever, and this is going to be super controversial for me to say, so you might want to cut it out. I like it. I like it already. (laughs) I never understood as a child when people will say men and women should be equal, but then we'd have to lower ourselves to (laughs) such a degree. Yeah. And I know a lot of the men out there don't think that's funny, but honestly, the men out there think that there is a disparity between the sexes. So everybody's fair is probably a better word than equal. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly treat fairly. Everybody treated fairly. And, you know, going back to when I was a stay at home mom and I knew my husband was out making a living for our family, but I also was the family. So how could we compare these two and which one was more important? Right. You can't. You can't. Yeah. 
You can't. And now I tell my husband, as we look at pictures of our grown children who are just the most amazing people in the whole world, and they all found amazing spouses and I've got grandchildren, like it was worth it. It was worth the sacrifices that we needed to make to make sure that the home was as cohesive as it was. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you so much for all of your time. Love learning about WeSOS and the culture. And so I look forward to seeing what comes in 2020. I can't wait to see what's happening with you oh, in 2020 you, as well. You. Yeah, working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you. That's the end of our show, Victors. Thank you so much for listening. If you felt any benefit from this show, please let us know, give it a subscribe and share with somebody else that you think might benefit. And don't forget to follow me at Dr. Karen Bartuch on Instagram. And you can check out IamDavidaJane.com for all of the services that I offer, such as coaching, workshops, and speaking. And that's D-A-V-I-D-A-J-A-N-E, IamDavidaJane.com. And remember, the bad guy is looking for a victim, not an opponent. Victorization is yours.